Welcome to the Real Estate Unhinged podcast, where we explore real experiences out in the field that no one talks about. We hope you laugh, share, and join us seeing filtros with a splash of our New England Spanglish flavor. Let's get real with the legends before us. I'm your host, Keishla. Hey guys, it's been a while since I've been on this podcast. I need to do a better job of being more consistent with this thing. Um, but a mother of three and a real estate career that I do not want to let go of, I just can't get my time management under control. Um, but this podcast episode, I wanted to kind of go over what's going on in the market right now. It's been a real shit show for buyers, and I feel super bad for them because you know, the past couple of years when COVID started, it kind of just shifted the entire market with the craziness of overpaying for a property. And not much has changed. The prices have gone up even more than what they did last year. Um, And people are still offering thousands and hundreds of thousand dollars over what the property is worth and paying out of pocket, straight cash. They're taking to the closing and just overpaying for these things. No matter what the appraisal does, no matter what inspection is needed, if it's located in the area that they need, they are buying these properties up and not much is lasting more than a freaking week. So I wanted to kind of shed some light on what's going on and how we can somehow combat this situation because one way or another, someone is getting screwed. And sadly, in this moment, it's kind of the buyer. But then if you look at the people that bought last year and the shit show that they had to go through and all of the, you know, asking, uh, the over asking and all of the multiple bid situations that they were uh, finding themselves in, it's been a great thing for them because now they have a ton shit of equity in their property just a few months later because of the market being so crazy. Um, there has been a little shift with interest rates. They got they went up a little bit, then they went back down. Um, but when they did go up, it did affect a lot of people and it lowered their purchase power, purchasing power. So it was very difficult for those couple of months where you know they were. Uh, pre-approved for a certain price and we were looking for that price which was relatively what we can find in the market especially for multifamilies and all of a sudden the interest rates went up and the price was cut down by like $50,000 up to $100,000 depending on where your credit score was. So it's been a very big roller coaster we've been on for the past couple of months and uh, obviously the past couple of years. And not only with the pandemic, now there's a war going on and gas prices are up the roof. And I just don't understand, you know, what is going on in the world. But besides that, everything is super expensive now. So... Here are a couple tips that I wanted to kind of shed light on for the buyers. Uh, If you're just thinking of getting into the um, buying a home process, this is what I hope you guys are doing and I hope what your agent is doing for you. Now, I want to make sure that you are basically looking at all of your options. I want to make sure you're looking at all of the money that you could possibly gather and just have it ready just in case because it's not like back in the day where we can just get pre-approved for an FHA loan and then, 
you know, we can just pick a house and that was it. Uh, we could have the full inspection and negotiate the inspection all over again. No, we're not doing that this time around. The sellers are saying, this is what it is. This is what you get. Don't ask me for anything. And if you don't have the amount of money that I want, you can screw off. That's basically what's happening right now. So, um, and the buyers are just saying, okay, please give it to me. I'll do whatever. I'll take whatever. I'll keep whatever. I'll, you know, assume responsibility for whatever shit show you have. I just want the house because I need a house. And that sucks. Um, but here are a couple tips. Now, I am very big on just having a game plan. And um, my tip here is if you're a buyer, make sure you're pre-approved. And every so often, um, if a month goes by and, you know, you have been pre-approved like two months ago, get pre-approved again. Uh, Things are changing literally on a daily basis. So we want to make sure you have the most up-to-date pre-approval. Second, make sure that you know exactly where you want to be and open to extending and expanding that search criteria just in case there is nothing on the market. Or if there is something on the market and the prices are skyrocketing again, you know, you have a second plan, plan B, to kind of just extend your area of search. Um, Number three is literally don't stop looking at what's on the market. Do not stop. Like, I posted a listing in Chelmsford last week. I listed it on a Thursday and once, no, actually, I listed it on a Wednesday. I scheduled the open houses for Saturday and Sunday, and I usually don't do any open house I don't usually do any showings until the open house. So that way I don't have to bother the sellers as much. I can just get everybody in there over the weekend and hopefully over the weekend it's gone. Well, that's exactly what happened. I listed the property, scheduled the open house. Monday came along. Well, not to mention Saturday and Sunday, the showing slots were completely booked. Every single showing slot. And keep in mind, I did... 15 minute slots. So every 15 minutes for the next two days were completely booked solid from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And there were people trying to get in there around six, seven o'clock at night when my clients were, you know, trying to get home. So anyways, so they were scheduled, fully booked. Monday, the offer deadline was at 5 p.m. We ended up getting over 15 offers and there were most of them were either straight cash or over asking, which is obviously what anybody can want when they're selling a property. Of course, they want to sell their house for how much money they can ever get. But it was a shit show just for the seller. You know, it's overwhelming to get all these offers. But imagine being the buyer like imagine being a buyer desperately looking for a condo in Chelmsford. And you have to compete with over 50 people that showed the property. And then now you got to figure out what of the 15 offers you got to beat. So it was tough. It was overwhelming. My phone did not stop ringing. I'll tell you that much. I was stressed out. Um, But we made it and they had 15 offers. They got exactly what they wanted. Everything was waived. Um, And now they're under contract. So 
I think for the buyers in this situation is if you really, really, really know exactly what you want, know the exact area that you need to be in, whether it's for kids, work, school, you know, whatever it is, if you really need to be in there, highly focus on that area. Have your agent start reaching out to the neighbors in that area. There's so much we can do to get us to a point where you are able to possibly find something that's off the market or convinced a seller that's in that neighborhood to be able to sell the property to you and even better if it's off market. Now, not every agent will do that, you know, and not every situation is going to work out for the best, but instead of just waiting for the offer to kind of just, you know, be accepted in a, you know, your dream home all of a sudden show up and only you go to take a look at it, there's so many other things that we can do to be proactive. Um, also, obviously, if you have if you can be um, and have a compromise on what you're looking for and expand that search like I asked and, you know, be patient. I know there's a lot of people that do have a time frame and they want to be in their new house before school starts or before school ends and just, you know, timing matters to a lot of people. So that's another thing. And also um, another tidbit for making an offer is offering to, to pay for the seller's closing costs. It shouldn't be too much, usually taxes and prepaid, things like that. Um, and obviously, make sure you put a budget in there. You don't want to you know, go to closing and find out that the seller never paid their taxes for like the past 10 years and now they got to pay for it. So that's a big thing. Make sure that you have a limit. Make sure you have that extra cash. Um, if you are going to offer over asking, make sure you're willing to possibly, you know, be paying that up front if you're going to be waiving the gap, um, the appraisal gap, I mean. And if you don't know what an appraisal gap is, that's basically when a bank is sent to the property to make sure that you're not overpaying for a property, basically in this exact situation and you're paying X amount, and the bank says, well, no, it's not worth that, in my opinion. It's only worth this. Now, that difference is the pay gap. So if you agreed to a pay gap, that's what you're paying. And it doesn't matter what it is. If you waive the complete appraisal, you're paying whatever difference it is. There's no negotiating. It's right there in the writing in the contract. So always have a limit if you don't have the money to be able to pay the gap, if there is a major gap. Um, and your agent should be explaining that to you to make sure that you understand all of the liability because it is such a big thing. It's out-of-pocket money. You're going to be losing that real quick. And, you know, that hurts, especially when it's hard-earned money. That hurts when you lose something. So that's another tidbit. Um, what else can I think that can help? Uh, a lot of people are doing rent backs right now. So basically, okay, so I'm back. I'm back. Sorry. Technical difficulties. Just starting to do this again. So, um, I must have not set up my, <clears throat> my, whatever it's called, my podcast software correctly. Anyways, so yes, so ask if they want to have a rent back. So they're selling the property to you and then they pay you rent 
um, to stay a certain amount of months until they can find a property for themselves or they already found the property and, um, you know, they need time for it to close. So uh, there's many, many options where you can make it comfortable for the seller in order to th for them to be accommodating to you and be able to sell the property to you. So the more accommodating you are to the to the seller, the more likely chance they are to be accepting your offer. And obviously the money matters. Um, if you're making an offer and it's you know below asking, then don't even bother because in this market, it's just not gonna happen. Um, try to have a high enough um, escrow deposit as well. That's very important to a lot of people. Um, I had a seller that was very stuck on the, um, the, whatchamacallit, the escrow deposit. So that was something that I don't necessarily always look at, but it does matter to make sure that you're actually a strong buyer. You have the money in your bank and it proves that to the agent, uh, to the seller. And that money technically goes towards your down payment at the end when you close. But in the event that you decide to get cold feet, you do risk losing that money if you just decide to walk away without no legitimate reasons. And if you are already um, waiving the inspection and the appraisal, what other legitimate reason would you have? So just keep that in mind when you're making these decisions. Um, I also had someone, a situation occur last week um, on that property that I you know, got under contract quickly, um, I had the neighbor of my client actually um, want to purchase the property, and the neighbor knew the neighbor well, so they, he was inclined to helping him out. And, you know, I spoke to the buyer real quickly, and I said, hey, if you have an agent, please make sure they reach out to me before we put it on the market, because I know it's going to go really fast. So if you want your opportunity, um, you know, just make it happen and have her submit an offer. Well, it turned out that the agent and the buyer were not on the same page. And it took over a week for them to get their shit together and to offer exactly what the seller was looking for in order for them to be able to sell the property off market. Um, and I went back and forth with the agent a couple times, but it was a hard conversation every time we had our conversation. And in real estate, it's all about who you know. It's all about how you treat people and obviously you don't want to go into business or do a deal with someone that's going to be creating a shit show along the entire process. We want a smooth sailing deal. So um, I was very upfront with them and I said, hey, listen, this is what he needs. He is upgrading his space. He needs X amount to make sure that he has enough time to be able to find his next property. As long as he has the time frame, everything else should be smooth. And my buyer, my seller didn't care about anything else. He just wanted to make sure he had enough time to find his own property. Well, we went back and forth and she was concerned about the buyer's rates and how long is it going to be and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, this is what the seller is looking for. And in, in order for you to accept an offer that is not on the market yet, you know, without having a property on the market yet, you need to make sure it's good. All I was asking was for the time frame that he needed. It wasn't about the price. It wasn't about the pre-approval. It wasn't about the down payment. Literally, excuse me, just 
the price. I mean, just the time frame that he was really concerned about. So apparently the buyer and the agent were not on the same page. Um, we ended up listing the property on the market. We ended up selling it for way more than what they were offering and with plenty of time for the seller to be able to find the property that they're looking for. Um, but then a couple of days after we had accepted the offer, I get a frantic call from that said buyer, the neighbor. And at first I'm like, well, what the heck is going on? This guy is just calling me, yelling at me like, you were not fair with my offer. You didn't show the seller my stuff. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, so um, I listened to what he had to say. And I'm like, listen, I could only go by what your offer uh, said. It was in writing. I spoke to your, cell, to your agent. And this is what she offered us. And she kept going back and forth. And she did try to protect him about, you know, the time frame and the cost of the um, rate lock and whatnot. And just she tried to do her best as her buyer's agent. But after speaking with the buyer, he's like, I didn't give a shit about the time frame. I have a lease here until October. I could have waited until October. We're in March right now. So, you know, and all we were asking for was two months and she didn't want to give us that. So I'm like, listen, your agent and you were not on the same page, clearly. I gave her over a week to decide whether or not, you know, we were going to accept your offer. The Nate, the seller really wanted to sell the property to you. And we went back and forth. Uh, she sent two offers that just didn't make sense for the seller. And sadly, you know, it didn't work out. And technically, you know, I couldn't have called the buyer. It's not my client. He called me and you know, we had a conversation and there was nothing at that point that I could do because if I had called him to find out whether or not he was willing to move forward, it would have been a code violation on me. Um, but then after I spoke with him, since he called me frantically after the whole thing had, you know, passed, you know, I found out the real truth that the agent and him were just not on the same page. He didn't, she didn't realize that this property meant a lot and that he had changed his future plans thinking that he was going to get this house because it was going to be his house, you know? So clearly they weren't on the same page. And that, that just, you know, killed me inside because I try really hard to get a property. So especially if your neighbors, like, come on, we want to make sure the morale stays good in the, in the complex. So it sucked. And it's it was a learning curve for him to realize that you know not every agent um, is listening to exactly what you're doing and that's another thing for you guys as buyers is you know make it crystal clear to your agent exactly what you want because they may think that they're protecting you but in reality they may lose out on a house on your behalf because they're trying to do their quote unquote due diligence and protect your assets and all that stuff. Sometimes it backfires. So as long as you guys have an open dialogue and as long as you guys are on the same page and know exactly how important a certain property is and how flexible you are, um, that's all that matters. So sadly, this seller did not, I mean, the seller did not 
sell to his neighbor as originally intended. And, you know, the neighbor is now upset. So I did show uh, him good faith. And I'm, you know, trying to see if there's another seller in the building to try to, you know, get that to be able to be a thing. But at this moment, you know, he's very upset. The agent is very upset. And there's not much I can do about it. I was listening to my seller and he was concerned about, you know, what his time frame was. And this agent was just not doing what she needed to do to get it, the job done. And in real estate, things move pretty quickly. This property was on the market on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, no showing, Saturday, Sunday, fully booked. Monday, we had 15 offers. So, and I had given her an entire week before that, before we even took photos of the property, before we even, you know, collected the information for the property to be an MLS. You know, she had plenty of time because she had the inside scoop from the buyer being the neighbor. So it happens. I mean, hopefully she learned her lesson. Hopefully the, the buyer learned his lesson and now they're on the same page. But it sucks if you don't have um, people on your team that understand how important certain things are and exactly what you're expecting from them. So um, what else can I share? Let's see. So I, I told you guys, just a recap, a high deposit for um, escrow deposit for your offers. Offer to pay closing costs for the sellers. Offer to pay for rent back if they need more time. Um, and um, be on the same page. See if they if you can waive the inspection, if you can waive the appraisal. Um, <laughs> uh, there was someone that was offering free pizza, free tacos. Like, be funny. It, it catches attention. Um what else was there? Um, you know, like be creative. There probably is something I'm forgetting to do, but those are the main ones. Offer for, offer to pay their expenses in the moving. There was somebody that actually paid for their movers. Um, uh, I don't know what else, but there's so many ways to be creative in this market. There's so many ways to help out a seller. You know, moving sucks in general. So helping them move, providing pizza for moving day, like just simple, simple things that make a world of a difference to a seller. Um, and it just works out. People like this, the, the human touch. So if you're thinking, you know, if you realize they have animals in the, in the, in their house while you're touring the property, offer some dog treats. You notice they have kids, offer some, I don't know, kids stuff, you know, events, tickets. I mean, <laughs> at one point it will go to bribing, but, you know, it's just funny, creative ways where people are thinking outside the box to get their offers sold. It can get really crazy in this market, which is pretty funny to see, pretty dangerous, and um, sometimes it's just not fair. You're just not going to get the property, and that sucks, and I get it, um, but in my opinion, when you don't get something you really wanted, it's just meant, it just means that it wasn't meant for you at that moment, and the universe has a way of, a uh, mysterious way of getting you exactly where you need to be at the exact point in time that you need to be there, so... All right, I'm going to wrap it up this time and give you guys a little uh, break. I'm going to do this on a weekly basis now. Let's 
hope if I can keep that together, that promise to myself. Let's see how good of a promise keeper I am to myself. Um, And yeah, so see you guys later and see you on the next session. Bye-bye.